Join me weekday mornings at 623 for Garden Bite, where I deliver nibbles of knowledge on all things in the garden, right here on your radio station, KYMN, AM 1080, FM 95.1, or streaming on KYMNradio.net. 95.1, the one. Still a friend you can count on. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Zany, Radio for the Imagination with your host Paula Granquist is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for joining us again for another live show. It's very exciting. It has been a wild ride, I would say, in the last year, or is it two, or is it going to be three? I don't know. We're on, on this roller coaster. We're not sure. So if you're listening to us in the future, so it's not 2021, we are in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic and we're riding wave number four. Maybe, I don't know. I've lost track. Um, it's it's hard to uh, keep track of, of all of the things, but you know, it feels sometimes like we're sitting in this car tipped up, climbing up this hill. And I know all of you can imagine, I love the sound of those tracks when they're going and it's like, I think they do that intentionally. I don't think they have to have that noise, but it adds a little bit of extra drama to the moments. And so you're creeping up to the top of the world and you hear click-clack-click-clack-click-click. I don't know how it goes, but, and then you keep wondering, are we too high? Is it going to stop? Well, how far will we go? I think the biggest question is, where do I look? Where do I look? Do I feel better if I look up or do I look to the side? No, not to the side. Definitely not to the side. <laughs> but I, and I always think, okay, let's just get this climb over. Let's get this climb over. And I love listening to those clickety click of the tracks. But where I want to get to is the flying. I want to get to the flying. I want to get ready and go where we are not anchored to the world. That's where I want to get, get to the flying. And we're going to get to that place again, folks. I believe it. I absolutely believe it, where we can go with ease all the time. And our collective efforts in this pandemic to end it will prevail. So let's help each other. That's my uh, pitch for today, to help each other to make it to that flying part where we can all go without worries and uh, have a little bit of a wonderful scream together on the roller coaster as we go flying together. And it's certainly been a long time for lots of stuff and for all of us. And I would say, I think I've told my kids so that they kind of put it into, help them to put it into perspective, that there is not a person on this planet who has not been disappointed in the last few years. So you're not alone. <laughs> At least we all share that. But I don't think we really have processed all of that's happened to us. And so I think it's good that we're starting to look forward and 
I, I love this feeling of trying out the world again. I don't know how many of you feel, but it does sometimes feel like we're, we're testing the waters and what feels okay and what do I really want to do and what do I want to be? And I think that's kind of a cool place. I read a line in a newsletter that caught my attention that I thought I would share with you, and that brings me to my guest today. 425 days will have elapsed since the Vintage Band Festival's last public event. They held an event, a fundraiser in um, February. It was February 29th of 2020, the Swing into Leap Year Dance, which was a great success, as I understand. And uh, that's a lot of days to go in between events. And uh, we have all lived that. And um, it's so exciting to be able to tell you that live music is going to be returning and we are going to be together experiencing the arts and that the uh, Vintage Band Festival is returning to Northfield for one of their one-day festivals. So I'm going to turn on the mics and welcome to the studio, Paul Nemisto. Live outdoors, Wait. July 31st. Oh, you know what? I put the wrong mic up. See, I'm out of practice too. Sorry about uh, that. You guys live are... Live outdoors, July 31st. Exactly. That's what a one day, that's a Saturday. That's a next Saturday. And it is an all-day affair, 9.30 in the morning till... Week, a week from Saturday. Week from Saturday. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, July 31st. And uh, also with us is Randy Ferguson. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Thank you. It's so delightful to have you here. Nice to see a total face instead of just eyes. Right, exactly. That's been a part of the adjustment, too. Seeing each other uh, smiles makes a big difference. Randy is a well-known character in town. He's uh, connected with the Vintage Band Festival because he was a volunteer on day one, 2006, when we first started. He's been a loyal member of the work crew, and then also he is now on the board of directors as well. And he kind of represents the uh, that neighborhood there over by Oddfellows, the... Uh, Oh, sure. Forest Avenue area. And we do concerts in the Oddfellows uh, Pavilion. So he's been doing that all, all along, being our guy over there, in addition to all of his musical skills. And been, been a blast. The, whole, the, the first one was just magical and continues to be. Yeah, well, if folks don't know you, they should. They don't know you from volunteering at the Vintage Band Festival. They should know you from your guitars. <laughs> Is that what pe- most people say? Yeah, I, I got called guitar man the other day walking down the street. So, I know you, but I don't know your name. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, just a brief public uh, announcement. Uh, if Are you vaccinated, my friends in the audience? If you're not vaccinated, I'm going to come back here in a couple of days and check on you and see if it's been done. If we want this thing to go away completely, that's what you have to do. If you haven't done it, Get it done, please. I think that is our our way out and off to freedom. And I'm glad glad you talked about that. I think um, I heard somebody say, you know, if you even have just a little audience that you can share that information with, uh, go ahead and make that, you know, pitch for people to check with their doctors, to get information, to feel comfortable, to learn um, from experts and you know, make that happen because you're right. It's it's what makes us it possible for us to have live gatherings and uh, have people in in spaces together, which is is exactly what we want. Ninety percent of the new illnesses oh. are people who have the have we got the new Delta ver- uh, variant of the of the of the uh, disease, and so it is rampant. 
get vaccinated. That is our message for humankind today, to make sure that we take care of each other. And that's that's what, what it's about. So, uh, you know, I know, folks, Paul, you have been a regular and a great contributor to Art Zany Radio. There may be a few new people who are just tuning in and discovering KYMN and Art Zany Radio. You are the uh, artistic director and founder of the Vintage Band Festival, uh, and and you do Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra and all kinds of amazing arts and in music in our community. If you are a new listener, if that means that you are arriving in the community, first of all, a warm welcome from us who carry the torch for the arts in this community. And the fact that you're listening to this show indicates to me that you probably have an interest in some of the things that we do. And we are sure interested in you. We would like to know more about you and your interest in the arts um, and uh, how you can put your oar in the water with us. So uh, short of contacting KYM Radio with your name and uh, contact information, you can also contact Vintage Band Festival website or others. And there's a lot more than just the festival in which this hugely generous and artistic community is contributing. Absolutely, this is a great town, and a lot of there are a lot of people who choose to come and retire or move to our community because of all of the ways that we ha- celebrate the arts and uh, just uh, you know gather together and um, you know it's just there's a vibrancy in our town which is is fun to share. That's wonderful music anywhere <laughs> just about at every place you go at any night of the week there is something going on well and i think that's one of the things that that really um i think you can take it for granted when it happens and then it goes away and you really miss it <laughs> i would imagine for as a listener i missed it a great deal but for musicians how did it feel for both of you to kind of have uh, the rug pulled out from under you and oh. not being able to be performing well i did three virtual concerts and it's really strange playing into an ipad in your living room uh it, there's no feedback it, it's just very different mm-hmm. you know, I finish a piece and you almost automatically want to say thank you catch yourself well you could say thank you to the ipad <laughs> for listening. You know, a lot of the stuff that uh, i've been involved with as you know is involving um, larger groups uh, minimal it would be seven Someone players in my Finnish brass ensemble, mm-hmm. um, and I did t- tune in to some of the other um, virtual broadcasts and the ones where people are in various places all coordinating and stuff, and it was all very nice. It was a little bit like a circus act for me. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's fun, but... Well, a lot of those... T- I didn't like it. I, a lot of those t- <laughs> took, uh, like, a, uh, you know, sound engineers and oh, yeah. um, a lot of time in the that, studio that, to it's just, overlay that. It's just uh, it's just a techie acrobatics, and, it, I'm, and I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad they're playing, and I'm glad, but as far as being a listener, I'm waiting for the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that's coming. How about uh, rehearsals for, uh, were you able to, maybe that's just a recent thing, to be able to get together in a room with other players? Um, well, when the when the weather was nice, I think we, we had some brass playing going on here in, Nor- in Northfield um, up until about the second week of November, I think, and started to get, we, we play outdoors. Mm, true, that's a way to make and, it happen. Uh, so there was something going on, just, and it was nothing, a lot of it was just pickup, it was just ad hoc, the idea of just 
making music together and keeping your keeping your your fingers and your embouchures fit. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of there's quite a bit of that going on. And then it picked up again uh, when the weather got better in the spring, and uh, and then we started to see that there was uh, a little bit of a lift up on the restrictions. And so by May, I think we were all some there was some indoor stuff going on in terms of rehearsals. So it. We kind of survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we we all adapted. That is, is one of the amazing things I think of. You know the you know we, we had no choice, right? <laughs> but you have an instrument that doesn't require uh, breath necessarily, so you could wear a mask with your guitar and play. Oh yes, you can. At uh, you still have to breathe. However, it's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that works. Uh, I'm also an Ecantanti, which is a, a very fine uh, local choir. And we started pra- uh, rehearsals in June, and for a month, and now we're off July, but then again, starting up again in August, and we're doing a concert on the, th- uh, I think it's the 29th, it's the last Sunday in August, uh, in a barn, oh. which will be, it's a lot of 1950s, 60s folk music, arranged for choir and different things, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I think singing together is another thing that really... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my son did some online choir where they'd submit their, oh, yes. you know, and it was, he said, I, I don't, I'm not in choir because I want to sing to myself. <laughs> no. Well, we had to, uh, uh, we were about 10 feet apart, uh, filling several pews in a church, uh, spaced out, and then uh, masks, which is a real joy singing with a mask on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, they, they had choir masks at my yeah. son's school. There are some, yes, they're project up. You mm-hmm. still get the humidity and wonderful <laughs> when you have a beard, you know? It just, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we persisted, right? We we made, made it, it, made it yeah. and we, uh, pri- you know, did what you we know, could. I noticed something uh, going on in the, in the media right now is there's several groups that are having uh, a Christmas in July. Oh. Oh, in which, they're, which they're bringing things back, which they missed back in December, and it's just a strange coincidence because my my Finnish brass septet, uh, American Poet, is doing a a, a CD production recording uh, in a couple weeks, in which uh, we are doing a Christmas album. Oh, and, and of course, of course, you have to do it uh, some months early in order to have it ready in time for Christmas. So uh, it was just a hoot to see that, and that there others are thinking the same thing. Is that now is let's, let's have Christmas in July, and just so that we can say we didn't miss one. Right, <laughs> we had some making up to do. <laughs> that's <great. laughs> and that's true. The Vintage Band Festival, which again happens Saturday, the thirty-first of July, twenty twenty-one. Um, as we're as we're talking all day in Bridge Square, which is in downtown Northfield, right in the middle of town, off of Division Street, and is it Fifth, Fourth, 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 fourth Street, <laughs> which is going to be closed off, I believe. There's going to yes. be because of the fact that we're coordinating with uh, Riverwalk. Uh, Riverwalk Market Fair happens every Saturday. That same Saturday, and so we need some more space and a little more uh, access for service vehicles. So they're going to uh, close off the bridge, and that's my last, the latest word I heard. So that means yes, that there's a, that it, it, it all it doesn't affect the the people attending because they're going to walk to this to the place anyway. But 
Uh, it's going to make for a feeling of the whole downtown is ours. Yeah. <laughs> Together. <laughs> so what happened with the planning of the Vintage Band Festival? Because as you were sort of in limbo for so long, can we, can't we, should we, shouldn't we? Well, it's, uh, we had, uh, see, we had a four-day the w- on, in 2019. Yes. So, uh, That's the, true. That the, was the, the, the big pressure, festival. The pressure was off for us. We were not... We were not obliged to think think big for the next year, and so uh, by February, when we were we had that fundraiser publicity affair with the dance, uh, we still were thinking about what we were going to do for 2020, and so we just stopped thinking <laughs> <laughs> and started to started to just everything that we had put 220 on, we put 221 on. And so, uh, yeah. Um, and then said some, you know, did some dances and hopes and um, right, <laughs> wishes. Yeah, right, and rain dances <laughs> or whatever, yeah. Um, and uh, you probably, I think the audience already, our fans know this, is that when we have the one-day festival, it's basically people who can, bands that can drive here uh, and drive home in one day. So mm-hmm. there's nobody being put up overnight, so there's not any bands from far far away places so it's mostly minnesota groups but uh it's astounding the level of quality and talent we have in the state this um this one day festival is a showcase for minnesota talent in uh in folk music uh, band band music brass music uh it's just really something so, yeah and i think that's great that- it's a wonderful lineup and when we first, when Governor Waltz opened up the state, you know, uh, what six, seven weeks ago, nobody had any idea this was coming, and we put it together in about a week. The one advantage is nobody had any bookings. Well, that was what so, I was thinking. <laughs> is right. is this the first time for many of them to come uh, together and, and the, perform? Yes, as a group. And the wonders of internet—you can get oh. some, you can get an answer back right away. You don't have to send mail oh. or try to trace them, but down by phone, it just all happened. Well, it seems like people were waiting for a call. <laughs> For a, for, a, for a request, so that's fabulous. Should we pop on some music and maybe um, let's see, start with the? I was thinking the William Tell. Uh, oh sure. Tell us uh, how you picked this uh, and a little bit about the um, Lake Wobegon Brass Band. Lake Wobegon Brass Band started during the uh, during the the Garrison Keeler era, and uh, because it's from Anoka, which is where he's from, they were able to get permission to use the name. But when you when you see their name printed in publicity, it's Lake Wobegon with the misspelling, with a re, with a registered trademark number. Oh, uh, I so, didn't catch the misspelling then. Oh, W O B. No, there's no E in there. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Okay. And um, and they have that's just picking up on an awful lot of music educators and young uh, young under under uh, employed talent uh, in, <laughs> in the greater twin cities <laughs> and, and uh, it, the band is fabulously talented very high quality players and they play uh, they play at a very high level they've they've been uh, touring nationally and internationally and have uh, have a, have made a big mark actually in the in the brass band world well let's, Minnesota. and why did you pick this particular selection um, random. Okay. <laughs> Although it's, it's it's also showy. It, it show. is. It is. So, folks, we're going to listen. Did you want the mic on? Uh, you never know. Okay. I, I won't. I, I won't. I won't breathe too heavily during it. All right. 
Folks, this is the William Tell Overture Finale from the Lake Wobegon Brass Band. It's supposed to be. Let's see. Is I I bet most people listening recognize that <laughs> tune, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a, a definition of a uh, of a classical nerd. Is <laughs> somebody who listens to that and doesn't, doesn't think, think of the Lone Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think of the Lone Ranger. I just oh. <laughs> uh-huh. there you go. Oh, she <laughs> had been marked. That's it. <laughs> I, I was think I I just marvel at the the you know trumpets and the fast and the right. the way you have to you know I, I guess maybe I've played it in in an orchestra, and that you have to um, you know just just be together and and the precision required to get that and it's have that tightness. For, not meant for brass players. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a circus track. It's a circus trick, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is phenomenal. And again, that was the... Musical acrobatics. The Lake Wobegon. We should grab the schedule and let folks know when they will be playing. They are playing at 2.30 in the afternoon. Because as, as we said, it starts at 9.30. And hour after hour after hour, there is somebody up on stage. Most bands have a 45-minute set. And there'll be a quick change of yep. And then uh, music again. We need to know also that there's this... A, a spin-off group from the Lake Wobegon band called the Above Average Tuba Quartet. Mm. And the Above Average Tuba Quartet is going to play at 9.30 to open the day. Fabulous. So, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're a lot of fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, the, and that uh, Lake Wobegon brass band, I heard, to get the name, they only had to uh, say they would play at a picnic for 
um, Garrison, Garrison Keeler. Keeler, right? right. So there was some kind of a trade-off there. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. And, and they've they've lasted many many years. In fact, that oh, was I think a celebration of their uh, 20th anniversary from even 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think they've been longer than that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, that's an exciting group to have here. And uh, and, and tell people um, the you know how are bands selected? What style of music? Because it is not easy to define. You know, vintage band festival. On to purpose, folks. I think. Uh, the word vintage itself, I mean, of course, it comes from the grape from the grape industry or from the wine industry. Uh, what's the vintage of your of of your Merlot? Well, it's you know, or vintage ten- clothing you hear exactly, yeah. exactly. That, but that also comes from the winery too. It it's borrowed. Sure. Um, and uh, in our case, it's not so much the age as the fact that it can be clearly identified with a particular kind of kind of culture, be it uh, American regional mm-hmm. or ethnic, and somehow connected with a, with a community of, of listeners and participants from all over the place. And so in the case of the um, Lake Wobegon, they are, they are borrowing a culture from Great Britain, mm-hmm. which is where, the, where the, brass, the British brass band, which is how they are defined just by the instrumentation and the music that they play. So I'd say se- uh, almost all of the music that they play is coming from from England. I mean, s- there, there are also American arrangers who, play, who do it in that same style. But they are also somewhat connected with the Salvation Army movement, where there are brass bands as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just an example. And if you look at the Southside Aces, well, they are picking up on the, um, on the New Orleans... Um, this, this sort of Cajun, um, black America's dance, street dance movement. They're connecting with that. Mm-hmm. And others. Well, the other group that's going to be you're going to be hearing this, this morning is um, is the uh, La Verdadera, which is representing a fairly new banda movement in Mexico and also in. Uh, in California, um, I've heard that uh, in the Calif- in the big cities in California, um, sousaphones are a high premium. They're, oh my! Yeah, they are. They sometimes disappear uh, if they're left unattended, uh, just because there's so there's such a high demand for them in the banda movement. Mm. They usually have two two, two sousaphones, and uh, makes the baseline for the for the group. And you'll hear it on the on the recording. So those are just three examples of what we would say is vintage. Mm-hmm. I suppose, strictly speaking, vintage would be instruments that are from the, like another century. And we have some Civil War type groups as well, but uh, none represented t- on the thirty first. We don't have any um, viable, active, uh, antique instrument ensembles in Minnesota right now. Except unless uh, some of us here in Northfield decide to put on some uniforms and pretend to be, <laughs> which we haven't done in a while. Well, we should maybe we should talk about that. That you said sousaphone, and uh, I have to admit I'm not always sure the difference between you know tuba, sousaphone, euphonium. There's the yeah, whole a, range yeah. of well. There's two prob- There's two problems there. One of them is that the nomenclature changes from country to country. Ah. So uh, you could say uh, an English baritone might turn out to be in the key of E flat, and actually we would call it an alto. And so there's just a, there's a lot of a lot of confusion there. Um, sousaphone 
is one fairly sophisticated example of a marching tuba. It's a tuba that's built so it wraps around your body, so it puts the, sh- puts the weight of the instrument sort of central rather than in front of you, so you don't have to carry a big tuba, which is how why there's such a predominance of backaches among German tubas, <laughs> the German marching bands. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a good adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that, it's preceded by a, an instrument which is also beautiful. I actually own three of these. They're called helicons. Ooh, I have and, not heard that. Yeah, and a helicon is... Um, an earlier version of the tuba, which is very conical, and the bell kind of goes uh, ho- ho- sort of diagonally into the sky. It's that's not really straight up or straight forward. It's in between, and uh, those are German, and they were invented as a solution to the problem. And uh, so, yes, I have three. There's, they're in repair right now, and if I ever get them done, I'm going to uh, try to recruit some players and form a helicon trio, which will do street music. Yeah, I would think they would be. You wouldn't want to be in front of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. You're you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the same thing can be talked about, Randy. As long as I've got you, you here, I'm going to talk about guitars because oh. even even in in your um, picture in the in the program, you know that. I hear lute, and I'm never sure what makes a lute versus a guitar. Uh, and you know, there's you, and there's not just when you say guitar, it, the range is phenomenal. Yes, well, lute is what guitar was 500 years ago, okay. from about uh, from about the 10th century uh, to into the Renaissance, and it started the evolution into what became the guitar. And is it, is it the strings are the same? Uh, yes and no. Okay. They're, they're, well, first of all, uh, the strings were, for most stringed instruments before the invention of nylon, post World War II, uh, were, were gut strings, mm-hmm. which you know you tell children that and you go, oh gross. Well, you know you're wearing cowskin on your feet, you know. So, <laughs> it, uh, but they're uh, and a gut string is beautiful sound, but uh, they don't last. Fingernails mm. shred them, and you breathe on them, and they go out of tune. And <laughs> yeah, you sit there in a concert and they go doing. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's a great sound for about a quarter of a second. <laughs> it's gone. One of my favorite uh, stories about the guitar family is uh, about the ukulele. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure that Randy knows more about this and this more in the background, but. Uh, during the years of um, ex- exploration and conquest, um, Hawaii became uh, a protectorate of Portugal. Mm. And uh, there is a, a kind of a vihuela, kind of an instrument in Portuguese, in Portugal, that was very common and f- as a folk instrument. And it came over to, the, uh, to Hawaii, I suppose, 17, 1600s, I would suppose. Well, it was a little later, and yeah. uh, almost late 1700s into 1800s and uh, the F- Hawaiians adopted it because uh, they didn't have anything like it I think they were kind of fascinated by it because it's such a technical sort of uh, phenomenon if you've never seen one before mm-hmm. and now they're it's part of their culture no, no question about it and of course it's taken over the United States as a uh, easily accessible folk instrument mm-hmm. a lot of people are playing it or have tried to play it anyway People don't realize it's an actual instrument, and you can do yeah. some fantastic things on it. But the the word ukulele, ukulele, it, yeah, ukulele. If you say that around here, you're a snob. If you say ukulele in Hawaii, you're a stupid tourist. So you know, <laughs> you, you pick it. But it means jumping flea. Oh, I never knew <laughs> That's that. That's a translation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they it really became popular in America. Uh, I think it was a 1920. Uh, 
predated the the World's Fair, but a, a World Pavilion, and uh, there was a uh, a booth, so to speak, uh, in it from Hawaii, and they had those, and it just exploded with popularity. Yeah, every every culture has it, you know the the sound, the instruments, and and the. Um, story of of how it came to be popular, and I think that's. We should maybe we should listen to a little bit of Banda La Verdadera. Sure, I was going to add that just in case anyone is misled by the nature of the, the last five minute conversation, <laughs> we are not planning to go into string instruments at our festival. Straight so. brass. <laughs> we were Straight, just doing a well, little... Well, woodwinds too, but yeah. We were doing a little education. We've got the expert, uh, the guitar man, as, as someone on the street said. <laughs> we, should, we should definitely take advantage of that. Um, so I'm going to play uh, a tune from uh, Banda La Verdadera, and this is uh, Como La Mascarida. If you say so. No, no, it's not. Como la primera vez. I think that's the name of the album is the, yeah. the other one. So like, that, like the first time. This is highly engineered, but it's fun. It, it, it is a, a definitely uh, a let, dif- different sound. Let me tell you a story before you start. Sure. Uh, when we use, uh, we use uh, a sound engineer, uh, Feder, uh, yeah, what's his name, uh, from, uh, from Faribault. Uh, anyway, his name, is, uh, his name escapes me just a second. But when he comes on... And when this band comes on, he takes all the knobs on his amps and just turns them off. <laughs> that gives you a hint. <laughs> and, and, and there's, there's, there's no need and there's no cause for that to be amplified whatsoever. It, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it could be. It absolutely could be. So let's just Fetty, ha- Fetty Electronics North in the Faribault. That's I want to put in the pitch. He's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a listen to just a sample of that, which is a whole other sound from what we heard a little bit earlier. That's for sure. <laughs> La Verdadera, La Banda, no, Banda La Verdadera. So 
really a whole nother sound, right? And that's why... That's a Minnesota group. And that's what makes the, you know, Vintage Van Festival something that, you know, you'll be surprised and you'll hear a whole variety of... Of musical and even some some vocal uh, in yeah. things happening. Yeah, very it, mixed audience response to uh, La Verdadera when they're here. Uh, there are people that just get so excited and they would say, well, we have to have them back. Wonderful. And then there's another uh, cadre that hides under their chairs. <laughs> well, it's it's a sound, you know. It's a it's a uh, it's, it's great to be exposed, and that's yeah, right. why we go to some of these things is to learn yeah. about all kinds of music. And right. when you said there was a, a big movement um, when uh, in the, uh, band, with banda music, well, with, prim- primarily in Mexico, they they fill stadiums with with audiences, but because of the huge uh, immigrant population in california that's the other location you'll find them in particular i suppose there are some in texas and other places too and obviously there's one in minneapolis so. right and they, they do a lot of gigs and uh have played a lot of different festivals and that's right it's uh it's exciting to and have there's a whole world of of hispanic festivals uh that i know very little about and i think there's even some in minnesota Absolutely, yeah. and so the sa- that's why it makes it hard to define vintage band festival. And it will continue to be, I hope. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's good, right? Keep your that's audience good. guessing, folks. If you're tuning in, this is uh, Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. I'm Paula Granquist. I'm here today with Paul Nemisto and Randy Ferguson, and we're talking about the upcoming vintage band festival, which is happening live in person. At Bridge Square, downtown Northfield, on Saturday, the 31st, 2021. Begins at 9.30, like you, we mentioned, the uh, band that was kicking that off. Um, it's in conjunction, so there'll be the Riverwalk Market Fair, if that's something you come downtown for. That'll be happening as well. And the above-average tuba quartet jumps off. And then the next is Jack Brass Band, which has been here a lot of years, and right. they are a favorite. <laughs> they are a favorite. They also have a national reputation. They've been around. Mm-hmm. High power. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That'll yeah. get your morning. You better have your coffee before you <laughs> hear <laughs> or, them. Or at least have your cup with you. <laughs> <laughs> they start at 1030. And then, uh, you know, just you go through all kinds of uh, sounds. We have the Sheldon Theater Brass Band. Another fine British-style brass band. British style, yeah, that's something that I think I read in in the got a sneak peek at the program. Yeah, very specific instrumentation, exactly cert, cer, certain instruments in certain numbers. It's uh, it's formula. Oh, okay, and yeah. that's so it's it's it, and the, but the music doesn't have to necessarily be British. No, but it has to be arranged for that style. And uh, but as I said, most of it is British. And I think there's if you're interested, you can go to their the website vintagebandfestival.org. I think there's a little uh, press release or a, a, a that was. I think well, there are links to all the bands to their own home pages. Right, but there was a little story about what this uh, right. style of music was. Right, there was. Um, with the the board has been putting out uh, occasional press releases uh, that are distributed particularly to uh, people who are our family, a family of donors and friends, and mm-hmm. also more more broadly as well. And each one of them has a little bit of a, of a detail about what's going on. It's, it's interesting with the uh, British tradition too. A lot of those bands, uh, well, you have the coal miners that they had their own band. Uh, and many of the uh, uh, worker, it was a social thing, but connected with a particular mind. They had this band, another company had their own company band, and it was just like having a, a church choir, but brass band. And in I the, suppose that was what they did on the weekends, right, when they were in the coal mines. And, well, yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot of recruiting going on for 
different mining companies um, based a little bit on how well you played an instrument. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, well, that's right. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. <laughs> but, you know, it, I guess it brings people to the town, right? And uh, makes the town vibrant. And it's, it's, a, it's the beginning of the labor movement, in a way. Yeah. A kind of a, a kind of a uh, artistic version of the labor movement. And and having live music, it's so exciting that it's returning to our town. I can see oh. how it would be uh, when they didn't have the competition of the Internet and uh, video games and sports as much, that that, that was the oh. town activity. And there, well, re- there really are no words to describe how exciting it is for us to be back. <laughs> And I know that the audiences are going to feel that. Those who have been there before are going to sort of have a sigh of relief. It's a sort of a, a, a sense that things are beginning to be at the top of that, of that, of that, uh, that chain you were talking about. Right. It's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Randy, were you were going to jump in. Yes, I was. I don't, I, live music <laughs> it's and, gone. Oh, and yeah. the community. It, well, you know, in, in the olden days, live music was, it, it, you know, we're, we're spoiled. Re- first radio, but the, and then television, but recordings and music is everywhere, and we really take it for granted. Mm. But back then, that was something incredibly special. You had church where there would be live music, ho- for, hopefully with an organ, uh, but something. And to have bands like that was really something. Yeah, and uh, as wonderful as it is to get a recording of Osmo Venska and the Minnesota Orchestra doing Beethoven's Fifth Symphony oh. or, or Sibelius's Second, how gorgeous it is to hear the quality of those things. It is already done it's already history mm. as compared with going to orchestra hall and hearing it live and sometimes they make mistakes <laughs> and that's just okay because it's they're human and some of us don't even know it's a mistake because they're <laughs> professionals well, 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 preci- <laughs> precisely precisely yeah. and with a lifetime of having been involved in music um i like the I like the drama of the live performance much better. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I mean, for everybody. Not, not even in the same ballpark. It's so oh. different and so much better. It's electricity. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, energized. And it's, and it's communication. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. and I should we're just going to bring us to a couple more of the bands that are playing. So at at twelve thirty, Tr- Twin Cities Trumpet Ensemble is in town doing their performance, followed by Bandala Verdadera at one thirty. So get your dancing shoes on for that. Two um, thirty is that what we heard earlier, the Lake Wobegon Brass Band. Three thirty Brio Brass. Four thirty is the Bavarian. Music Meisters, uh, yes. a favorite as well. <laughs> yeah, they come. They come every. They've come every year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of these bands have come every year. Yeah, yeah. and so the sounds and and each of them has put together a set. Um, the closing bands: Southside Aces at five thirty, six fifteen, Copper Street Brass, and then at eight fifteen, uh, Roseville Big Band. That's a swing event. Oh, bring your uh, Bobby socks and your. <laughs> And your dress with the little pull, pull up with a poodle on the side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a poodle skirt my mom made for me in seventh grade when we had a fifties dance, but yeah. I don't think I can. <laughs> 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 and, then, and so there's a whole variety of, of on this lineup, and 
just uh, of amazing things happening. Tell us if, if folks are coming, are there guidelines for um, setting up yourself? Uh, how, how, how should people? I don't think we have anything at this point to say about proximity. Not, I think masks are certainly are. Uh, not, I don't think they're re- they'd be required, but I suppose that if you're not vaccinated, good grief, you're not vaccinated. <laughs> anyway, if you're not vaccinated, you probably should wear a mask for uh, just to be sure that you don't get any any contaminants. But um, at this point, if there is anything specific, if we have some kind of a mandate coming in, if things change between now and the 31st, we'll have some signs on site. To indicate, bring, bring a chair. That's what I was going to ask. Yes, yeah, so, so uh, folks um, can camp and, and, and an umbrella. Oh, because it yes. may be warm and sunny. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen. Else? I'm going to say fifty. Sunscreen. Yeah. And I did see that Age Friendly Northfield is going to be providing fifty red chairs during the event. That's great. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. Which I think is a uh, it's a red chair event, as they say, yeah, and that's so an initiative here. In no our red hats required. No, not at all. <laughs> it's a, so the city of Northfield is an AARP age-friendly community, so you can learn more about that at agefriendlynorthfield.com. I I'm think not that's sure where those are accessible, but I'm going to guess they're at the info desk. Uh, yeah, it's. I think, it, I think yeah. they'll be set up. Oh, they'll be set up. I right. think they'll be set up in right. front. And so those are seating for folks who uh, just want, uh, for older adults or um Families or somebody that uh, just does, you know, maybe carrying a chair is a little too much, and right. um, there's so, so there's seating, so you don't have to yeah. worry about. There that. are those of us that have to worry about. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be sunny, and especially in the morning, you're going to want to be sure you have some kind of protection mm-hmm. for with an umbrella. And folks can come and go and uh, enjoy and and mingle uh, and you know go get some lunch, and w- so let's talk ticket prices. Zero. <laughs> but what folks you've been listening However <laughs> But um I think that uh, we're ex- we're expecting our listeners to be supportive. Uh we we really depend on volunteer donations very much like public radio does or public television. And um you know, if you want a suggestion, write us a thirty dollar check. I mean we have we have donors who write us $2,000 checks, too, and those are most welcome, but uh, they're not so they're common. But just make sure that you make some contribution, and there's an opportunity to do that a number of different ways, both online, if you don't want to bother with it during the festival, or you can also uh, go to the, the info, info desk while you're there. Right, and I suppose you could even go on your phone while you're sitting there and click, uh, click through and, and yep. donate and say, wait, this band, I'd pay $20 to go see them. And, yeah. you know, and they were worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> they are the, you can't buy this kind of entertainment all in one spot. Right, Ex- you know, anywhere, anywhere in the world. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. There wasn't absolutely. anything else, anything like this ever, yeah, and, anywhere. And the four days is absolutely oh. gobsmacking. It's just amazing. And the, that, the Civil War groups, reenactment groups. Yeah. I mean, they're they're authentic down to their underwear. You know, everything <laughs> is. They live it. Does somebody no. check? <laughs> <laughs> their mothers. Uh, it, it, uh, it. You know, we had. I believe it. Two nineteen. We had four of each. Four Confederate and four yeah. Union yeah. reenactment groups. And Saturdays, it's just a blast because they have Battle of the Bands, where on one side of the Cannon River you have the Union groups on the other side the confederate and they play, take turns playing and cheering for each other as in the war civil war a lot yeah. of the boundaries were were uh, natural boundaries rivers and at night 
that actually would happen. There's a possibility, of course, that uh, this could be misconstrued as some kind of a uh, some kind of a racist gesture because of the fact that there was it was involved in a war between the states about slavery. Mm. But as far as music is concerned, these people were musicians, and uh, they took uh, the opportunity when invited to make music for uh, for for human for the human cause. And a lot of them were actually immigrants, particularly Moravians. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the a lot of the Confederate bands didn't speak English; they spoke German. I did not know this part of the history. And so there's a there's a there's a deep story behind this, mm-hmm. and it's a lot to do with the evolution of American music, how it how it unfolded. And so for this year, it's the One Day Festival, and no no Battle of the Bands. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> And that is, again, on Saturday, the 31st of July. And then folks can look forward to the four-day festival currently scheduled. We are praying that it'll be in 2022. (laughs) Okay. But uh, no formal announcement has been made yet. That's right. But it's something that we can look forward to. This is the the primer, the the way to get your toes. This is a teaser. This is a response from the audience. The audience has demanded that we have something every year. Exactly. They they said you have to do it every year. So this is the way we've solved the problem. And it's perfect. We did not, but we need to play a little bit from that Southside Aces. I This tune you picked out is phenomenal. Well, we so, can just, you can take it right to the end if you want. Maybe we should do that. Um, there we go. It is... Uh, and, and so first I should check in, see if we missed any details that I we need to cover. Good. Do you need any volunteers yet? Always. Okay. There's a volunteer sign up on our website. Vintagebandfestival.org. Got it. So folks can go there. So I think we might just close out with this incredible song from Southside Aces. And this is from A Big Fine Thing. Back to Black is the name of the song. What, do, what else do you want to tell us, uh, Southside Aces, or this song? They're uh, just a just a very pristine fine fine dixieland band mm-hmm. from and, minnesota and and i i played this song once you sent it to me a couple of times because i was really enjoying it so folks we're going to go ahead and uh play that let that run for a few minutes so you can get your mindset maybe this is a way for you to remember what it was like to hear music and think about what it'll be like next weekend to hear some live music again Southside aces back to black
like letting the music speak. That was glorious. Absolutely glorious. Thank you, Paul, for selecting that. Oh, it was a pleasure to introduce this to anybody in town that doesn't know that band. Yeah, exactly. Southside Aces. We, I, I got chills. So. <laughs> Vintage Band Festival, July 31st, all day, Bridge Square, Northfield. Absolutely. Folks, this is Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. I want to thank my guests, Paul Nemisto and Randy Ferguson, for being here and for sharing their music. And I hope that you'll stop on down and maybe you'll find a way to lose track of time a little bit and you know feel like you might be in that space of flying. So I hope that you always remember to add some Art Zaney to your life. And in the meantime, till next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces. In addition to a 300-seat auditorium, visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372.